to apartment 40 i'm your host as always peter rocha today our co-host is sammy J. welcome back what's up y'all fantastic so today we actually have stockton's first and only permanent food truck location stocklandia with their representatives with us kenny robert and veronica how's it going everybody good good good, good. Hey, How you guys doing? good fantastic thank you guys for coming on the show we're Very happy excited. to be here yes awesome let's get into this about you guys up what you guys do uh, what's Stocklandia like uh well I'm Kenneth Foster uh, I'm a third owner of uh, Stocklandia with my friends Robert and Veronica um I also own K uh, KLF Investments LLC which is a real estate investing company um born and raised in Stockton California uh we just barely launched um uh Stocklandia October 31st so uh, we're basically, we're um, Stockton's very first permanent food truck location with emphasis on um, giving a platform for other Stockton businesses to grow mm. and also supporting community and highlighting the positivity in Stockton since, you know, a lot of, a lot of negative uh, vibes around what Stockton yeah. is and how it's been. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm Robert, also owner of um, Stockland, you Born and raised in Stockton. Fantastic. What do you guys do outside of Stockland and outside of your real estate at home? Uh, like as for passions, hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Fun? Like what kind of hobbies uh, do you guys have outside of work? Uh, low riding. I mean, love classic cars. Working out. I love the weights. Um. Uh, that's, that's probably my two passions right there. Um, we're 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 all business these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, don't, we don't have time for yeah, we don't get a lot of time for uh, extra stuff right now. So that's good. That's good to stay busy. What made you guys start Stocklandia? Like, where did that idea like come to be? So I'm Veronica. Um, I'm uh, raised in San Francisco. I was born in Mexico, and um, I live in Portland, Oregon. And I commute back and forth to Stocklandia. Yeah. <laughs> Is that every day or like I, monthly? Uh, I do. I don't want to. Unless she owns a jet. I don't yeah. think it's every day. <laughs> no, it's usually like every other week or every two weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, it's a that's lot. Yeah. So yeah. since October, I've probably gone back and forth like three, four times yeah. a month. Yeah. She's a very dedicated woman right here. And we couldn't do it without her. I bet. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. It's hard. Um, so my hobbies are just continuing to like educate myself. I really try to focus on just finding new things, uh, researching, you know, just learning about different things, you know, in the business and also personal. Um, how I came about. So Rob and I met in Portland. Uh, he used to live in Portland and but for a little bit, but he's from Stockton. Um, and when we met out there, he in Portland has a big uh it's like the mecca of food truck parks mm -hmm. right yeah they're all over the place so when he came back to stockton um he had he bought a home he kind of restarted his life over here again and he had some ideas to start a business and um he asked me to look into what it would take to start a food truck park here 
And about a couple weeks into research, he said, I have a, a friend that they grew up together. They've known each other since kindergarten yeah. um, who could go in on this business with us and we, you know, we could be partners because it takes a lot of work to do this. Mm-hmm. I bet. And we started and we kind of started, you know, and the grassroots was introducing ourselves to the food trucks, understanding the whole process, learning what it takes to own one, manage one. Um, you know, the social media aspect, the business side of the food trucks themselves. And then we all, that was kind of Rob's um, aspect of the job. And then Kenny was looking for real estate, you know, where would it be a good place for us to be located, Mm -hmm. um, cost, you know, zoning, things of that sort. And I was doing all the permitting and the city aspect. I can see, yeah. the, with so the, how big it is or how much you got going on, it's really important how you guys break it up like that. Yeah. Where uh, where exactly is Stocklandia located mm-hmm. right now? Uh, it's at twenty one oh seven Northwest Lane. Okay. Yeah. And you said it's a permanent. It's it's Stockton's only permanent food truck. Okay. Right. Yeah. First one. First one. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of food trucks do you guys have there? Do you guys uh, have like a focus usually, or is it kind of a, a big variety? It's Oops. yeah. But we want. Diverse. Diverse. Yeah. You know, food trucks, we want them, you know, different cuisines from all aspects of, you know, nationalities and stuff like that. So. And we also look at the people who own them and run them and how passionate they are. We, everyone that we have at our site right now, the owners actually work the trucks, you know, so there's a lot of love into the food. And yeah. They're very committed to their business success and growth. So they're, they engage with the customers. They do a lot of give back and giveaways. And um, we have, you know, a Cambodian truck, Filipino truck, Mexican-American. Um, we bring in guests that are like Hawaiian trucks, um, different different types of cuisines, barbecue. Dessert, coffee. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, actually a coffee truck coming this Sunday yeah. oh, for the yeah. first time. So that's, 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 cool. that's yeah. good for us. So like, um, what are the what are the requirements for like anyone watching that owns a food truck that be like, oh yeah, I really want to be in there. What do they have to do to get put on that? So I do all of the booking. Yeah. Um, we really look for a lot of different things, right? We want to make sure that they work well with the people we have on site now. Mm-hmm. So that's very important to us because we, we're on site, the trucks are on site 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week. So community family focus is a big thing for us. As far as the customers, we want to offer them quality food, you know, diverse food as well. We don't want to book 10 taco trucks. Yeah. We don't want to go and, you know, which taco should I have? This taco, that taco, I mean, you know, there's only so many variations of that. So um, diversity in cuisine is also important. Um, you know, appearance of the truck, you know, we look at many different aspects. So we do definitely have a screening process. And how long would it take for somebody to, from like applying to get on, how long would that process take? To stop landing? Yeah. So once we screen them and if we approve them to be signed on, it's mm-hmm. uh, we could do it within hours. The application process. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. how cool. Yeah. Do you guys usually have a, like a rotation period? Because like you said, you have a, a coffee truck coming Sunday. Do you trucks know they're only staying there for a little bit, or yes. like they rent as long as they want? No, so they they rent for the day. We got day use. Oh, and you know, then some people want to do you know a couple day use. You mm-hmm. know, so we you know we we schedule it out pretty good that's good and we try to keep the rotation for them you know for the people too you know mm-hmm. we got this truck coming in because you know you requested you requested this type it. of cuisine keep it fresh yeah so what was it last weekend or the weekend before we had uh el pastor poppy from san francisco come in 
Oh wow! Yeah, yeah the big buzz. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he was he's been like on munchies and rice and food. Um, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's cool. He's big time. Yeah. Yeah, he came all the way from San Francisco, which was a huge hit, and people were lining up at our doors an hour before opening. Wow. wow. Yeah. Let's get some of that. Yeah. That taco, or the, that's what, 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 oh, that's that's your marinated right. pork. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's my husband's favorite. So he would have been, if we would have known, we would have been up in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we just try to keep it, you know, bring it, keep it exciting. And then also give other trucks opportunities to get some Stockton clientele mm. and get the people from Stockton some trucks. You know, we, we hit up trucks. Uh, we get a lot of trucks from Sacramento right now. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get the buzz in San Francisco. So. You know, that's a nice thing for people that are here, not having to drive out all the way to Sac or right, yeah. to try something. Do you guys feel like you're getting more uh, trucks coming to you, or do you feel like you get to reach out more to trucks to kind of... It's kind of both. Initially, we were the ones reaching out. And, you know, I think within like the first 30 days, we, we've been the ones that they're constantly calling and trying to book spots with us. That's mm-hmm. cool. So we don't have to do so much... Um, Footwork right Footwork, now. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That makes it easier for it you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, because I'm the one that would go out and try the food and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I kind of miss the footwork. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free vouchers and meals every day. No, not, I, 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 we always pay when we go out to a truck. We don't okay, that's cool. We're not, um, um, we don't ask for free food. And I don't even go in there as like a, um, I'm stock land yet. I mm-hmm. go in as a, Kind of like a regular, regular person because I want to actually know if they're going to fit for Stocklandia. So I check their customer service, you know, kind of just do the whole yeah. nine with them. Like secret shopper. Kind of like, yeah. yeah. Because, you know. <laughs> now you got to get a new mask because then, then I don't once know. I get the food and then I'll go again and then I'll introduce, hey, I'm from Stocklandia, you know, and then we'll go from there. Then we'll come in and that. tell us the last time we posted us. And that's just the kind of way I like to run it. Yeah. Which it kind of works out because. It gives us a feel of the, the food, the person, and how they're going to treat other random other, people. Other that random come. people. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah, that's how it's smart. So I feel like the, the the food truck kind of community is a very niche kind of community. You guys are, are kind of like a, a a gathering place for those kind of people. What what do you guys notice that's like unique about the food truck community that you know might be similar or different um, between food trucks? Or is there anything like... They're in all different in their own mm-hmm. way. Um, the, you know, every cook has their own style. So I think a lot of the food trucks right now that we have, they're all different, all different personalities, and they cook all different styles from like, you know, they're from their home. Like Mexico has different parts of Mexico. They mm-hmm. all have that different. Mm-hmm. Different way of cooking. cooking. They're, they're so it's, regional not all, cooking. it's not all the same. Like we have, what, three taco trucks right now? Mm-hmm. And they're all different. You're yeah. not gonna get the same taste from them at all. Yeah, they're all. You got like tacos palmita. You know, he's like a street taco truck, and his hot sauces are, you know, at, are really good. His green sauce. We got uh, Bahabidia. You know, they're Tijuana. Shredded and different. You're not gonna get the same taco from her that you would get from, you know, another truck. So. Yeah, and the thing about. Uh, Stockton too is uh, we really got some really good trucks out yeah. here. I don't know if people realize that, like, it, uh, as opposed to surrounding cities, like we got really good trucks out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think people, yeah, I think I think it's a little underrated. I mean, you have like the really big popular ones that are always 
in the spots that they usually are but like there's a lot of under underappreciated yeah. uh, you know food trucks that are out there but a lot of them a lot of them too though if you know they're a lot of the good ones out there are kind of new as well so they they've literally just came out in the last few years you know mm -hmm. so it's not just taco trucks anymore when people think food trucks they think taco trucks yeah yeah these are literally right you're getting restaurant quality meals out of these mm -hmm. trucks now that's the thing that's know? what i heard like the, the the food trucks are under stricter guidelines than oh, yeah. restaurants oh, are when it comes more. to like hygiene yeah and, yeah, food quality. Yeah, you know. that's, that's something that we pay attention to when they're on Stocklandia. At Stocklandia, the, the, you know, the hygiene and the cleanness of the inside of the truck. So that really, that's really important for us to make sure the trucks are clean inside. And I go in there and I, you know, I, I check them out. And Do you go in there with your glove and like... No. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, they yeah. say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, I don't say nothing to the truck owners or like, hey, your truck's dirty or anything like that, but, you know... It just like make a mental note. Mental that, you know, note. Like, guys, yeah, so, you know... But they know also because we they, do a lot of social media for them and we have photographers and camera guys who come in and video them doing little skits of their food so mm -hmm. we can post that. So they know to keep the truck, you know, obviously picture ready. Picture picture ready. ready yeah. And of course, for the customers, they have to keep a certain, you know, cleanliness level based off county code requirements. But yes. they are even extra organized because they get a lot of people that go in there and do videos for us. Because we fall under a lot of the guidelines the county fall, the mm -hmm. food truck follow. Yeah. Under. So we have to follow the same rules that food trucks have to follow. Well, that's good to hold them at, like, to have the higher quality. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's the other thing I feel like people kind of get misinterpreted as like food, cut, food trucks have that stereotype of just being kind of like grungy and like oh, roach coach roach yeah. coach yes yeah, so uh, I was going to say yeah, say yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no 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 the one that you guys you have like but that. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of like the evolution of food trucks was the roach coaches yeah. right mm -hmm. they came in with like a preset menu food already wrapped up ready to go you just grabbed it you didn't know how long it was out there <laughs> I mean you know things like that now it's made to order you know they yeah. have really high standards as to how they have to keep their their food storage requirements, their temperature requirements, all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of them are now are cooked to order. Like, so sometimes you go to a food truck now and you're just like 25 minute wait, yeah. like a restaurant. Yeah. 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 And people are like, what's going on? But you got to understand, you want your food fresh, right? You want yeah. it, you know, just right off the, the pan, you know? Yeah. And you can taste that. You know, you can taste exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of ours, uh, one of our favorites is uh, Johnny Walker, and he's, his motto is fresh off the walk. Like he doesn't make your food until you order it. He puts everything on his walk. Are they? Is, is he here in Stockton? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's off. Yeah, Alder, he's on El Dorado and Swain at the uh, Super King. Right, yeah, right by the oh, skate, yeah, by okay. skate park. He's yeah. tight. He's like South. Shout East out Asian. Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his his um his like model has always been fresh off the walk, and you wait about. Sometimes up to 45 minutes. I waited an hour. <laughs> but it's that good though that you wait yeah. an hour. But it's piping hot. You know, it's fresh, makes your order. Like he doesn't grab pre-cooked noodles or, you know, like yeah. he makes your food right there. Every single dish. So you appreciate that. So do you guys have your, your favorite food trucks that come to Stockland a lot? Do you guys have like your personal favorites or is it kind of just kind of sad oh, everybody's? They're all my favorite. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, <laughs> I, ain't a lot. I like all, I think some of the trucks are kind of probably handpicked. They're all unique they're in their all own unique, way. Yeah. You know, the dynamic of the, of just like the people cooking and the type of foods that they're serving you, you know, it just, 
they all marry well. Um, I don't say we have a favorite. We treat them all equally. And as far as food, no, we we just love food. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, and that goes back to the screening process too, as well. Like, you know, are they fit for Stocklandia? You know. So we can't really have a favorite because we screen them as yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A perfect. This is gonna be a perfect fit for the community, like yeah. Because you know customers are tough. You know yeah. these trucks yeah. got they're you know they gotta deal with half a stock that sometimes you know. So, <laughs> And, especially uh, especially and that, that happens. And, and they yeah. got to make sure the taste is right every time. Yeah. So And they notice, people notice, like uh, one of them, just yesterday, one of my truck owners came by and she said that she hired a new lady and she, she sat there and watched her with the exact measurements make her salsas. And she got two complaints that the salsas weren't the same. And she says, Veronica, like I measured everything out for her. I was right next to her. And someone noticed. It's just missing that love. Yeah, yeah. it's missing yeah, that it's touch. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So people pay attention to every detail. You know? That must be tough, especially like if you're in a bind and you're like, here, throw this together quickly. We're running yeah. out, and they're like, it ain't even the same. Yeah. yeah some yeah. some trucks, you know, they go through a lot of hot sauce. Going through the sauce, man, uh -huh. which is you know good for them. Mm -hmm. you know? And another big challenge for them is employing people. That's one of the biggest challenges I've seen that um, since truck, we've yeah. been, they, they have a hard time retaining uh, with retention of employees. You know, it's a very fast paced, crowded environment. Mm -hmm. You know, you work long hours, you're on your feet the entire day. Yeah. Um, well, and food's just, I mean, straight up. I mean, I worked food for a little bit. And, yeah. I mean, you don't want to mess with people's food. I worked yeah. food my whole life until now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's rough and it's not for the week. So. Yeah. So how do... How does that happen? Like, how do you get hired on a food truck? You just walk up and be like, are you guys hiring? Or no. they post on Indeed? Like, so no, no, they don't. Yeah. So that's one thing, right? So most of them um, do their social media. That's how they promote um, employment or, you know, advertise uh, employment. Of friend. Or they, you know, like, yeah, referrals, a friend of a friend, you know. Um, so we've, uh, Kenny actually recently asked them, like, why don't you guys do, like, you know, through a specialized hiring service, right? A third party because they hire people and within a couple of days they quit on them a week or yeah. you know it's a very ta taxing job and yeah. most of the employees on the trucks are the owners and their family okay and also yeah. you know they have to be a good fit for their truck you know mm -hmm. so it it goes mm -hmm. back to can you bump shoulders with me all day you know what i'm saying if you can't bump shoulders with me all day then you know, you're working they're literally the dancing in there. If yeah. you watch yeah. them, they're literally like doing a dance, you yeah. know, around each other so, all day. Yeah. So you're working next to your boss all day, you know, mm -hmm. um, and and you're on your feet. Mm -hmm. And then they have really big brushes. So it, I honestly, you know, their breaks and things of that sort, like that's not easy to manage. They can't have set times for breaks, set right. times for lunch. It's like when it slows down, you mm -hmm. can go. Mm -hmm. So some people can't manage handle that. that. Yeah, yeah. So I want the nine to five. I want my break at yeah. know, every yeah. two hours or whatever. I dealt with that. I worked at Smitty's oh. and it would get nuts. And the girls, the other girls, they're like, I'm not going to lie. Some days I was like, damn, I don't want to do this no more. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. And I worked next to my boss all day. 
next to Jamie. She's she's wonderful, but it got crazy and people get angry when they gotta wait. So you gotta deal with not only with that crazy rush, but you gotta deal with people being mad at you because it's gonna take an hour to get their food. Like they, they're kicking out some good food. Right they, now. Yeah, they busted out. Yeah, I love. I love working there. Was that occasion? That's where I was working. I didn't get to go to the new location. I yeah. left before then, but it was wild. Yeah. Friday nights. You better have your Air Maxes on because you're going to be running yeah. to that restaurant. Like. And, and that was a, a smaller restaurant. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. When I was over there, it's yeah. a little corner yeah. piece. And unless you're invested in it some way, you you know, some people don't have this uh, self-initiative to work hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, I'm just here for the hourly pay. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for the trucks to keep people on. Yeah, it's really hard. That's a, that's a very demanding it environment is. that you yeah. got to have passion for, too, if you want mm-hmm. yeah. to work at it. Yeah. And some of the, I think for the employees, you know, they got to realize it's not just a roach coach. It's actually a rolling restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It gets the same credit as any other restaurant, too, as well. Well, and it's held to the same accountability. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. Too. So. Exactly. You guys mentioned a lot about your, your giving back to me community, your, like, community outreach. I noticed on your social media, you guys have a couple of things you're doing as far as like community outreach, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, we're getting ready to um, partner with the CASA Foundation. I'm a CASA advocate myself, and um, we've we've donated to them before. Veronica has met with them. Uh, CASA uh, of San Joaquin is um, their advocates for foster children. So um, we're going to be officially partnering with them it's not 100 yet but we're gonna we're working out the details right now to where our company will be providing them monthly funding which will help with the um you know foster children of san joaquin county oh yeah i was gonna ask you know for people that don't know what is the 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 casa foundation so casa advocate casa foundation they're casa advocates and advocate for CASA, uh, they're adv- advocates for foster children. So mm-hmm. basically, they're court, uh, they're court appointed. Um, you are required to take uh, 32 hours of training and get sworn in the court of law, like really sworn in, right hand, all that. And uh, advocate's job is to keep the foster children in check, make sure that the foster kid is getting what they need. Um, making sure their uh, all their needs are met. Cause a lot of these kids, you know, people think that cause they're in foster homes, like they're being taken care of and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they get, they get jumped around from, from uh, family to family. And um, it's not a, not a good thing for a lot no, of them. That's so, tough. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, advocate is just there to advocate for that child in court and outside of court, just making sure that the foster parents of that foster child are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So you're like the only stable thing exactly. for that kid. Yeah. And they usually yeah. stay with the children for like 18 months. So they're kind of like, you know, uh, you have social workers, right? Mm-hmm. Social workers have hundreds of kids, kids that they yeah. deal with. So these CASA advocates, they get appointed one child. Yeah. You know, and you carry along that child for, you know, six to 18 months or until they're like officially placed in a home. And that's like their one person that's with them consistently. Mm-hmm. And the advocates can like take them out to eat. You know, they can have like, they can go to their foster home and meet with them, have dinner, um, constant communication. So Kenny's actually an advocate himself. 
Um, so that that organization is under the umbrella of the San Joaquin um, Child Abuse Organization. So mm -hmm. it's it's under the it's one of the outlets of yeah. that CAPC uh -huh. yeah. Child so, Abuse Prevention Center. Center. So what are the requirements to become an advocate? Do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to uh, well, you got to be eighteen. Mm -hmm. uh, um, they do background checks, checks fingerprint checks. Uh, um, Thirty-two hours of required training. Mm -hmm. Uh, two, you got to go to two court kind of court hearings where you, uh, they're kind of demonstrations on how you advocate for the children once you go to court. Because mm -hmm. one, one of the things as an advocate is you have to go to their court hearings, I believe, twice a year. And then if you graduate that, there's a couple of testing involved, you graduate that, then you actually get sworn in by a judge in a court of law. That swearing in is just, um, taking the responsibility that you always uphold and do the best for any child, not just Yours. your, your child, yeah. advocate yeah. child. So an advocate is also responsible to stand up for any child that's being abused anywhere that they see, mm -hmm. you know, not just their court appointed one. Because mm -hmm. like teachers, nurses, like right, they're required to yeah. report. Yeah, I'm one of them too. Mm -hmm. I'm a therapist, so I have anything I say that I report, yeah. which sucks because it's like, Dang, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big burden to put on somebody. Where did that come from? Where did you, like, your desire to, to be a part of that? Uh, just, um, I guess just, just a deep purpose in me. Uh, I went through a, through a near fatal accident a few years ago, uh, which almost took my life. I mean, that, that'd be a whole nother show, you know, <laughs> we go away to that, but, uh, just, just a purpose to just, to give back to, uh, to give back to ch why I'm here is, you know, a big reason why I, I believe I'm here is to help children and give back to children that, that come from where I, I come from. And I'm not, I was never a foster child, yeah. but what I mean by that is just kids that come from single parents. Uh, you know, a lot of these kids, I work with uh, another organization called the center with pastor Bob over on Sutter street, just uh, working with children that have, you know, come from drug related homes, gangs, violence, uh, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their women, I mean, a lot of their mothers are, you know, prostitutes mm -hmm. or fathers are drug addicts. So just my desire to give back to the children of my, of my community that come from the streets or, or, or hard backgrounds. You yeah. Know? Especially with, with Stockton and what, what, yes. what this town sees and what it goes through. Yeah. It's, it's, and, uh, and not only that, I mean, how I believe it goes to Stocklandia is because, you know, we're not just a food truck park. We, we, we believe in our community and we're trying to better our community, not just from a business and economic standpoint, but um, just all over community and, and, and making our future better. And I truly believe that how you make your future better, how you make the community of your future better starts with the youth. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get them young because, you know, young kids grow up to be adults, yeah. or, you know, and, and how you're raised and, and what you take in as a child will will go with you into your early, you know, your early years. And you want to you want to you want to build a brighter future. You need to build brighter children, you know. Yeah. And I like I like how you said that, how you you, you guys try to take Stocklandia to make like an impact on the community. Yeah. And what like better way to you know, have different cold, you know, what, what's, what's a better way to 
grow a community than to bring different cultures like, yeah, like yeah. food yeah. you know especially yeah. when it comes you know to eating what's mm-hmm. what's a lot of things people do around the holidays or when you're around your family yeah. you know is eat it's food yeah. Yeah. food yeah. brings people together yeah. right? it's one yeah. way to connect everybody yeah it's so we like kenny said so that's one of our biggest um you know focuses and the organization that we support primarily but we also support other uh, nonprofits, and we try to give back to the community as much as we can. You know, so if we see anybody doing drives, we definitely you know donate to whatever drives are doing blankets. Um, we went and fed the homeless for New Year's with the, our car club organization. Um, we have also partnered with Michael's um, Miracle Miracle Foundation. Foundation, which is a beautiful organization um, that has a lot of different touch points. Uh, a child um, passed away, 13 years old, and his mother uh, decided to donate his organs. Six of his organs went to five different people, and she saved five lives. Oh, wow. Um, so she's she's partnered with us on a few things. Like We did a toy drive for her organization, and we're looking forward to do some more um, organ donor awareness events at our site. So we have this platform that the nonprofits you know, really can benefit from as they do information booths. We have so much foot traffic at our site that we want to be able to offer that to organizations with purpose that, you know, they can use it as a, as a platform for them to reach people. I like how it's not, you don't have to be food related to be in Southlandia. It's anybody that wants to help and put themselves on. I think that is the coolest thing ever. So could like Little Leagues hit you guys up? Cause I know like my family was heavily involved in Little League and that saved my little brother for sure. Like he loved it and it gave him an outlet, but and they, a lot of them want to do like the food drives, but they don't have places that'll drop off drop. locations. Yeah. 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 So that's what we did three different toy drives. We helped mm-hmm. um, three organizations. We, we partnered with um, Michael's Miracle Foundation. We did the one with Maria's organization. Stand. Stand, Stand affordable for, housing. Yeah. For affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did the third one was for Mujer Adelante, which is Women Ahead. And they just uh, go and give to children in the community that are like in YMCA's, you know, um, different centers. So what we did is we offered our site as a drop-off location, right? So we try to help them as much as we can. Um, just they don't have the, these resources mm-hmm. that we yeah. have that we can offer it. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people have now started to discover Stocklandia and the platform that we offer. So we also have to you know, be able to balance yeah. that out because we yeah. can't overbook ourselves, right? right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. so Kenneth is the one who handles so all of the, the screen, you know, the community yeah. outreach, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a, I mean, you know, it's a, it feels good to, to help our community and help people, you know, so um, anybody want needs that, just reach out to me. Like I said, we, uh, we got two things that we're going right now, so, oh no, three actually, so we're kind of leveled out right now but what i do is just you know whoever really wants to get helped i'll just put them on the list and once we free up they'll just come up and yeah. we'll get to them so because we want to help everybody yeah. you know and, and going back to like little leagues yeah that'd be great mm-hmm. you know to help uh, i like little leagues yeah 
So I used to help my son, you know. Didn't you play Little League here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where did you guys play Little League at? Uh, Anderson Park, right? Um, Pioneer. Pioneer, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I was going to touch on that, how you yeah. guys, uh, she mentioned you guys go all the way back to what, third grade? Kindergarten. Kindergarten, Ooh. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you guys. So fully in elementary, me and Kim. 85, Mrs. Creighton's class. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long time. Wow. So did you guys um, just. You end up growing in the same neighborhood, or did you guys just always no. just go to the same school? We just went I to the same in touch for so, so long. Well, we went to the same school for a little while. Then we kind of, I guess you could say, we kind of split apart. Yeah, then yeah. we kind of re met. You, you moved on the other side of the district. Yeah, I moved, <laughs> I, I moved to, yeah, I moved on the other side of the good district. My mom trying to get me get me away from the madness yeah, so, yeah, right. and then we kind of touch base back with baseball football yeah because we played on the Bengals too together yeah. and then the, we the little league program yeah okay yeah, i play with the uh, northwest oh, the, the trojan yeah but back then man football was it was it was like real it was real deal, man. Yeah, the way the way Wait. pop owner was when we were the, you can't do that with the kids now. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It was real deal. Those coaches used to go hard on our coaches stuff. were like military guys. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Gallardo, um, the Monktons. I mean they they Ron were Ron Gallardo. Yeah, they were Ron they were hard. Yeah, yeah. He was, that sounds familiar. I don't know well, why. Because so Alex Gallardo so he was guy, in the military. Yeah, he was, a, he was a he was a sergeant or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then he coached football when he retired. I wonder if that's Alex's dad. They were friends. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a friend, and he was actually on the show last season with um, Yikes. Or could be his grandfather. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it might be like a grandpa because his name is Yeah, Gallardo. Yeah, the coaches were they were something else. I wish up, man. That's where you guys reconnected. No, that was when we were still young, and then we kind of um, we kind of split apart for some years. But we always, because he was, you know, I think it was lowrider bikes, Ronnie, you know, your little Ron. Yeah, you know, we're always it was always a way me and Ken would see each other tagging, <laughs> things like that. Just ran the same circle. Just kind of yeah. And then we had we had we had some close mutual friends like the end of high school, and that kind of brought us back yeah. together. Uh, some mutual friends and then we've been tight ever since and then we lived together for a while yeah then he moved i he moved to oregon and i took over his apartment because we were living in our, the little house yeah yeah i took over the little house and then that's a quick run too yeah. right back <laughs> so you guys well, been in stockton for just like ever right? yeah, yeah so and then i we came back and then we we're low riding and stuff like that yeah we were in the same car club for years so yeah, we've known each other forever. We're forty, you know, thirty-five years. Man, what's your guys's? You know, you guys being in Stockton for so long. What's your like favorite thing about Stockton? Or when you think of Stockton, like, what's your most iconic part that you referenced to home? I would say it's the um the downtown um tower, okay. or you know the when you're driving through Stockton, you see the port. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like okay, I'm home. Or the water towers mainly for me. Off I five, it's like okay, because I would leave and come back, so I'm like, all right, I know I'm home when I start yeah. seeing the water tower. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's we're home. That's I think I always think of the the big granary, the silos yeah. that are out there when you're going like when you're crossing Highway Four yeah, that's, on I fives, yeah. Yeah. Up out there, those big domes. Yeah. The white ones. That's yeah, yeah. Right mm -hmm. off the port, right there. Yeah, you know you're home. It's yeah. Like, are you guys born and raised? Yeah, yeah. born and raised. Yeah, well, I, I was born, you know, here in Stockton, French Camp, over at County. You know, yeah, here in Stockton, Stockton you'd be born in French yeah. Camp. So, uh, yeah, over at County. But I lived here in Stockton until like third grade, and then I lived in um, Roseville, Rockland area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Till eighth grade and eighth grade graduation, uh, it was me, my dad, my mom, 
my parents were divorced at the time. And uh, they were there at my graduation. My dad was with was with his truck and a trailer. And like as soon as we were done with ceremony, went home, packed up all my stuff, and moved up here to Stockton. Wow. And I've lived here since. So you yeah. moved in third grade? Yeah, like Dang, right. I didn't like, know that. <laughs> third grade left, came back, and then did high went to high school here, went to Lincoln. Yeah. And then just See, that makes sense. I connect so many dots because we went to school. That's how we met. I think we met in like second grade. Mm -hmm. And then I don't remember seeing Peter. And I was like, I was just lost in the sauce. I was a kid. (laughs) I was paying attention. And then we've like met up in high school again. And I was like, oh, Peter, like, what's up, bro? And we've been like that ever since. But yeah, I was born and raised here. I moved to Lodi for like two or three years from high school. I was so happy to come back to Stockton. (laughs) So happy to come back. It's weird. Yeah, being here in Stockton. Because like when, when I'm here, I don't. Like, I mean, like, I love Stockton because it's home, but I don't like Stockton because it's Stockton at the same time, just because sometimes, you know, you'll run into the bad of Stockton. It's like, man, I forget if this There's is There's a here. lot of that, but it's yeah. Kind of... But then it's it's still home, you know? Like, when I forget how big it is, you know, being here, and, you know, I'll go out, out of city, and they're like, yeah, there's so much potential here. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is. There's, or, like, uh, what my one of my favorite things is, um, like, going to, like, Barnes & Noble when you're walking through the mall, yeah. and they have that section, like, um, it's like historical Stockton and they'll have the books that have like the, the old pictures of, of downtown and the waterfront back in like when Stockton was founded. It just yeah. looks like crazy of what it turned into and then like what it could be. Yeah. You know, they just show if it just had a little bit of love. Well, the original buildings in Stockton were huge. Yeah. You know, they're really huge. But, well, even going back then, Stockton, I mean, even today, we have one of the biggest... We have one of the biggest ports in Northern California. And it's crazy how yeah. far inland we are. You know, mm-hmm. you would think it'd be right there on the coast, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's right here. The it's a dirty bee, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right the delta. I didn't realize how big Stockton was until I downloaded like a fishing game on PlayStation. And the Delta is like a map, a place that you have to like unlock, and it's like super fancy. And I'm like, what? It's so we're the 13th largest city in California. So yeah. That's crazy. We used to have big bass competitions out yeah, there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's why you would yeah. see maybe a lot of people don't realize that. Like, because when you, you think big city, you think Frisco, LA, LA or yes. San Jose, but they're, they are a lar- lot larger than us, but we're not far below that. But mm-hmm. you just, you wouldn't think that because we're not in those big name metro cities, right, yeah. you know, but we're the 13th largest city in California, which is very big because there's tons of cities, cities in, in here. In, and we're the most diverse city in the United yeah. States. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy too. Like, yeah. like, I think I was walking through Walmart like that yesterday. I was just like all the different people. And I was like, that's crazy that. There's so many different people, so many cultures doing all kinds of different things it's right cool. here in this town. Like if you move someone like out of state or something, or you go somewhere, you're like, oh, what the heck is way different? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like it opens your eyes to like what home is. Like, well, mm-hmm. there's everything, every walks of life here in Stockton, and it's a trip. You go somewhere else, and you're like, it's not like that. Yeah. And you kind of like just take a, you know, you kind of start people watching and stuff does, like yeah. that. But kind of appreciate. Yeah, sometimes you appreciate it, and you're just like, "Wow, it's just different." Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's just different, and it's it's a good different for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I, I, love I appreciate. It. Yeah, I like having a look. Was like that's the thing. My my um, I have sisters that have always lived up north with um with my mom that yeah, up in Sacramento, and they are like completely out of touch, you know, mm-hmm. with what what really goes on and what you know, because like you said, how diverse Stockton is is kind of like its own little mini world you got going on. And so just when, when they come down here and visit, they're just like, you know, visit what was the planet. What, what shocked me, not even that far from here, one of the food truck guys told us, man, it's amazing coming to Stockton because 
they're talking Spanish to me, they're ordering in Spanish where mm -hmm. he's at, you know, it's kind of going away because they're pushing the Latinos out and bringing in like the hipsters or whatever. And he's just like, you know, like kind of trying to adapt to that. But, you know, he was like, it felt good to come to Stockton and, and get that, that vibe. Again. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys said you guys recently just opened up and you you didn't mention that you guys actually opened up during the pandemic. So how has that been having to not only start a new business during this time, but start a food related business during this time? So it's outdoor, obviously. So that mm. somewhat helped, but it was really a big decision for all three of us because mm. we were thinking maybe we'll just wait till this year, mm. but we ended up just going forward going forward and take the chance and so i do think that because of the pandemic from a permit and like uh business licensing you know site licensing and things of that sort of perspective that was delayed um and it's still delayed even now for us to continue to grow because nobody's in office their response time is horrible mm -hmm. um so i think a lot of people are working from home but they're really not they're they're focusing on maybe community health, like the city employees, right? Maybe more like community health or like um, like business impacts uh, due to COVID, mm -hmm. permanent business impacts instead of new business. Mm -hmm. So everybody would tell us, you know, we constantly would hear, you know, even with any application we would file, you know, we're working on current existing business health right now. That's mm -hmm. who we're prioritizing. So that was one of our biggest challenges from a just startup perspective. Um, and of course, delays and everything delays in anything we needed for the site, all of our ordering, um, shipping delays, you know, this, no, you know, uh, touch this contact, like you don't get to meet people in person. Uh, we're very face-to-face. -face. I want to, you know, meet who I'm working with. And yeah. Even like our CPAs, things of that sort, everything has to be via Zoom, right? There's some things that you do want to get personal with. Right. And that's been challenging. As far as the site itself, some people don't want to wear their masks. Yeah, you know, and um, we can't force that. And then we have the people that hit us up on our social media or our website saying, you know, you're not enforcing it. So we get those people upset at us. Like mm. we can't force the public to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. we well, say, please wear your mask. Please maintain your social distancing. All of our trucks have hand sanitizer. We offer free masks. We offer free sanitizers. But some people walk in without a mask, and if we're doing a live, you know, we get these hate comments. You know, you're letting people in there without masks. What do I'm gonna do? Like, well, then I can imagine that just like sparks an argument because yeah. obviously there's two sides of it right now. Yeah, I'm sure both sides are watching your guys' live stream, so then that yeah. just starts to think. So we well, can't. We we don't even. You know, we say we encourage. We we post that you need a mask. We and every single and you know invite to our site. We say please wear your mask. The trust uh, the trucks ask them. They offer masks to them. But we can only do so much other than strap the mask on them. I would say 90% of the people are pretty good about it. Yeah, because yeah. you get that one or two out of the hundred that are And they're only around. focusing on that one or exactly. two. Exactly. Yeah. They're looking for forget the people yeah. that yeah. Forget the yeah. people that have the mask yeah. on. Forget the thousands of people like, here. You're, right. yeah. Yeah. You're looking for the one that stands out. And that one person standing out, we get the heat for. Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen with Anywhere, anything you guys yeah. do. Any, yeah. Oh, you did this and you doing a be beautiful job doing whatever but they're gonna find that one little thing to get you on so just keep well that's thing you guys are a public open air exactly. environment so it's like who, who who 
who you, how are you guys gonna regulate who's coming up to these food trucks? You know? And if people are eating or drinking, like they'll buy yeah. uh, some kind of drink there and they take their mask off to take sips of their drink. So, so we're like, yeah, they were eating a piece of corn. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. through their mask. Yeah, like you know, so it's it's been hard. You know, we we try to respond kindly to the people and say we enforce it, we encourage it, we offer it when you get here, um, but we can't we can't. Um, I'm sorry, we encourage it. We can't enforce it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that about brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank you guys again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Sam, thank you again for joining us. I want to thank you guys for tuning in again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to check the description below. There you'll find links to Apartment 40 social media, YouTube channel, and more episodes of Apartment 40 podcast. You'll also find links to today's guests where you can connect, ask questions, or purchase products. Thank you as always, and we'll see you next time on Apartment 40.